Let's go. Hurry up. It's not my fault. Just shut up and run. Hold it right there. Harry was a small-time crook. Oh, boy. Till he opened the door. Oh, no, no. We're not ready for your audition. Just take him. He's ready. You ready, right? To a really big break. Quit acting like the good guy. You got your partner killed. You killed him. See, this is what I'm talking about. Old school method. Get me Gabe Perry on the phone. But he'll need a real cop. Detective lessons tomorrow for your acting. Oh, you're the uh, consultant. If he wants to act the part. You must be Gabe Perry. Still gay? Me? No. I just like the name so much. I can't get rid of it. So what do you do? I'm a private detective. She thinks I'm a detective. Of all the idiot things to do. My sister. Honey, Are you going to help me? I got to check my schedule. Can you help me, Harry? Because you're not going to help me okay, find somebody okay. else. So sometimes I have other... Oh, uh, my caseload oh, is, sure. is pretty... Thank you. From Shane Black, the creator of Lethal Weapon. Do not play detective. Moron. Go home before the bad guys do something bad right. to you. Two corpses in three hours. I mean, that's unusual, right? Yes. Comes a mystery. It's a frame-up. First things first. Do you have the corpse? I, I got rid of it. You threw it away. Yeah. Look up idiot in the dictionary. You know what you'll find? A picture of me? No. The definition of the word idiot. That starts with a kiss. Why'd you lie to me? It was an excuse to stay around you, so I mean, I think... Ow! Did I just cut off your finger? Yeah. It's on the floor. Pick it up. Pick it up. And ends with a bang. Where is the girl? You put a live round in that gun. Oh, yeah. There was like an 8% chance. Eight. Was Who taught you math? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. What do you think, I'm stupid? Val Kilmer. Yes, I think you're stupid. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, hell. Kiss me. What? Kiss me. No, no, no. No, no, no. These lessons suck. All right, introduce the show, please. Welcome to Movie the Podcast. That's right, Movie the Podcast. It is week three of November. It's your yep. birthday. Happy birthday, yeah. dogs. Thank you. Um, and we got to watch a banger, uh, in my humble opinion. We got to watch Kiss, yes. Kiss, Bang, Bang, brought to you by... It's a, it's a literal banger. It's, it's a literal a title. <laughs> You know, did you see the... I, I never paid attention to this before, but this is based off a book called Where the Bodies Are Found. Yeah, I noticed going that. out on a limb. Much better title. Yeah, yeah, it's a like, better title. But uh, shout out to Shane Black, uh, one of the, I guess is Shane Black in the conversation with like, um, uh, oh, I can never think of his name. God damn it, uh, Matthew Vaughn, and um, who else has really never made a flop? Uh, Guys that make cool movies, and right? Great. Right. Edgar Wright, Matthew Vaughn, like is, is yeah, Shane Black sure. in that conversation? Has he made one that sucked? Yeah. I know people uh, were lukewarm on people, Predator. People didn't like The Predator. I enjoyed I it immensely. I oh, thought that, it was movie, a lot. that movie's outstanding. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Lot. <laughs> enjoyed it quite a bit. I mean, The Nice Guys is great. I almost, I tried to watch The Nice Guys just to have like a double up because it's basically the same yeah. kind of noir. The nice Guys is great. Even stuff that he didn't he was he just wrote or had like a hand in like I mean Lethal Weapon. I mean, come on. Yeah. Jeez. Last Action Hero was great. Last Boy Scout, you mean? No, I mean Last Action Hero. He wrote He, he wrote, wrote Last Action Hero? Well, he had a hand in it. It's one of those movies that has 7,000 rewrites. No but like he his original draft was like R-rated. Like he wanted to make Last Action Hero 
But you know how it's like it really gear it it like um, takes Arnold and it makes him like family friendly. Well, his version of the script and it, you know Arnold wasn't in family friendly movies. He was in no, fucking he was hard R, super yeah, yeah, yeah. violent movies. So like that's what his thing would have been. And also he had an animated cat sidekick in his script. Um, also, uh, I, I don't know why I'll fit this in whenever, but if you, any of you have a chance, uh, listener wise or people here to actually read a Shane Black screenplay, I highly recommend it because it's like reading a book because he doesn't write like a normal screenwriter writes like he'll write, you know, like Murdoch stands on a desolate hill. He's a badass with it. Like he writes like these huge, like soliloquies uh, for that's not the right word. But he's like, he write, like the whole thing, right? Yeah, he writes so much in his screenplays. It's really cool. Also, he's one of the few people to because uh it's a it's always a Hollywood thing that nobody nobody gets famous off spec scripts. And he actually did. Like he sold Lethal Weapon as a spec script, and that's what started his career. So anyway. He's only he's only got five directorial credits. And, he, and also, he made Iron Man 3, which is fantastic, and anyone that says otherwise is a goddamn fool. I've come around on Iron Man 3 quite Iron a Man 3 is so good. It is very good. It is very, very good. Also, uh, like, Robert Downey Jr. is just Tony Stark in this movie, right? It's like, wild, though, right? Like, because I was watching... It came, out three years be- it came out three came years before, before Iron Man. But I'm like, I'm like, they're just... I guess just Robert Downey Jr. just is Tony Stark. Like, that's just... I, well, I don't know. I think that I think that it's not crazy to think that Favreau saw this movie and was like, "Well, this is just Iron keep Man. doing that." Yeah, I mean, he yeah. feels like he feels like Tony Stark in this movie. Um, but, but anyway, but, but the Ultimates also feels like Robert Downey. Like the the comic feels like it's made for Robert Downey Jr. Right? Like when you uh, read that, yeah, I can see that. Anyway, anyway, let's get into our usual stuff. No Sean this week because he's you know what he's doing. You know what he's doing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Chugging that Papa Peen. That's right. Chugging that Papa Peen. That's the name of his autobiography. Uh, what did y'all watch this week? Uh, Alec. Like, I literally don't know how I watched this many movies this week. Oh, my God. Well, one of them is tabled. I know that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not, I'm like I even cut out two things because I didn't finish them. But I nice. watched... Seven things. Jesus Christ! One Including the table. Holy smokes! <laughs> That's good because I only watched one thing. Um. Okay. I'm not going to talk about all of them. Uh, That's fine. I watched Moneyball. Moneyball is good. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Yeah. It's. I, I enjoy it. Brad Pitt's phenomenal, and Jonah Hill's really good in it too. Um. Have you read the book? I have not. I don't know that I care enough to read the actual, like, ins and outs of the analytics. Yeah. Like, I care about the story more than the, how it actually works. Like, I don't give a shit. So, like, that one, Brad Pitt's, Brad Pitt's the manager, right? He, and, he's and Billy Bean. He's the general manager. General the, manager. Yeah, and then, and um, Jonah Hill's the sabermetrics guy. Yeah. But that team never got to the World Series, did they? Uh, no, he's he's still uh, apparently he still uh, is the GM for them. Yeah, I know he's still around. They like they go in like cycles. They're like, remember how the Marlins used to be? 
Yep. They'd like, well, the Marlins actually won some World Series. They'd win a World Series. And then get rid of everybody. <laughs> and they'd have a fire sale, get rid yep. of everybody, mm-hmm. get a bunch of high draft picks, build up, and then go to the World Series again. Fire sale. Um, but yeah, it's good. Brad Pitt's really good at it. And he's got, and I don't know if, I've never noticed, maybe he does this in more movies than I've noticed, but uh, he does the same thing he does in another movie I watched, which was Ocean's Eleven. Is he eating always, all the time? He's always eating. Yeah, like, he, is that something he doesn't like a that's lot? That's like a trope, movies? I think. What he, he, uh, he got that from uh, Tirushumu uh, Mifune. That's, uh, in, uh, he's a big fan of him because in uh, the movie um, uh, Sanjiro, he's like constantly eating and he thought that looked cool. So that's why he does it. Yeah, I, have all, I picked up on it in the Oceans movies and I, then I started noticing it in other films. Yeah, I've never noticed I noticed it in Oceans 11. I never noticed it in like anything else that I've seen from him until I saw it. Maybe it's just more, more obvious in Moneyball, and I was like, "Oh, maybe that's something he just does." Do you want to hear another and, fun acting? Uh, uh, I don't. What would the word be? Like trait that they constantly do, or like not trait, but uh, an action that they constantly do in movies. Tom Hanks always has to pee. In all of Tom Hanks's, like Tom Hanks's biggest movies, he has to pee. Oh, like yeah, he's peeing all the time in the Green Mile because the Green like, Mile he's got like a uh, he's got like a urinary ink, yeah. And then in in Apollo thirteen he has to pee in fucking uh, Forrest Gump he has to pee. Uh, it's a bunch. They they cracked pointed this out years ago and they put what the about, whole. Oh, so he goes Saving Private Ryan. I don't know if there's a pee thing in Saving Private Ryan. There might be. I don't know. It's it's a weird. It's a weird uh, thing that goes I'm through just, a lot of. I'm his just movies. googling Tom Hanks has to pee. <laughs> um. I, so I watched the. Then I watched Ocean's Eleven because I, I was really in a Brad Pitt kind of mood. I guess. Hell yeah! And uh, that movie is really good. I love that movie. I've never seen it. The first one's good. I started watching the second one, and if it tells you anything, I'm on like my fourth sitting. Oh, getting God. through it in chunks. So You're a better man tomorrow. than me. I would have so just I'm, given up. I had it's just it's not the second one's not that great, but the first one is a lot of fun, and you got a, a dynamite cast, and they all have like outstanding chemistry together. It's, I uh, love. It's I a really, blast. I loved the first one until someone pointed out a glaring plot point with the heist, and I can't get over it. What? TJ, do you give a shit? I don't care. I, I haven't watched it yet. So, I, I'm going to watch it. So, like, in the end, right, where they send the sacks of money up the elevator, and it gets loaded into the remote control van, and then that gets blown up, and you find out it's just a bunch of hooker flyers. How did the hooker flyers get into the vault? Because the SWAT team hadn't gone down there yet to bring them. Uh, I don't know. A wizard did it. That's yeah. my own. That's, yeah, that's the only thing. <laughs> if there's a wizard, I'll believe that I'm good with it. Uh, I don't know. I guess how are all the bags in the vault to begin with? If I think about it, that they load the hooker flyers into. They send the. They ask for the bags. I think they ask for the bags. And they send them down the elevator to the. Maybe not. Good point. Yeah, I, I don't know, but whatever. I don't know. It does. I, it's I, still I a ton care. of fun, though. That cast is excellent. Like, yeah, Brad Pitt, George Clooney, uh, uh, Elliot, is Elliot, Elliot Gould, yeah, Elliot Elliot Gould, Gould. Uh, Carl Don Reiner, Cheadle. Yep, Don Cheadle, Scott Kahn, Casey Affleck, Matt Damon. Andy Garcia is really good, and I really don't think he's good in a lot of stuff. He's very honestly. arch in that. He's good. 
Who's the lady? Who's the who's the love interest? Julia Roberts. Julie, Julie, Julie Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Um, I, so yeah. So those those two are uh, those two movies are really fun. I'm, I'll, I'll, next week I'll talk about Ocean's Ocean's Twelve after I finish it. Clooney and point. Pitt have really good chemistry in that movie. Oh, they do. There's like there's the, the one scene where they're sitting at the bar, and Brad Pitt's just like got his head in his hands, like like distraught about something. And Clooney's like, "You think you need another? We think we need another guy." And yeah, Pitt doesn't even answer. Yeah. You think we need another guy? We'll go get, get another, another guy. guy. <laughs> it's, it's it's really good. They just they... look on Brad Pitt's face. It's it, it's it's really fun. Um, I watched Back to the Future. That movie's good. I still like that. It holds up way the better than one? Teen. Yeah, holds up way better than Teen Wolf. All three Back to the Futures are on Netflix right now. Ooh, I have the um, Blu-ray collection. I've been. Meaning, I haven't even watched it. Oh, it's like a, it's one of those like thin collections where it's just all. No, it's a, it's a decent. It was the thirty twenty fifth twenty fifth anniversary thirty fifth anniversary. Count eighty five. Wow, so, so it's like the thirty fifth anniversary would have been this. Thirty fifth would have been this year. So I think it was like the thirtieth then. I got it like five years ago. Yeah. Uh, watched a movie called ACOD, Adult Children of Divorce. It's got uh, Adam Scott. I like him. Uh, Richard Jenkins, Catherine O'Hara, Amy Poehler. It was pretty funny. Like, Sounds it was, like a uh, good cast. Yeah. Uh, Adam Scott, is his parents got divorced when he was younger. And his parents are Richard Jenkins and Catherine O'Hara. And they like hate each other. They can't be in the same room together. Um, and he finds out that this woman, who uh, Jane Lynch is in it. He, Jane Lynch, who he thought was his therapist, was really like a professor of psychology or something who was writing a book about children of divorce. So he didn't realize there's a whole book written about him that his parents like got royalties from. Uh, And then he, he inadvertently brings his parents back together and they start sleeping together again and both cheating on their spouses with each other. Uh, How'd you watch this? That. I can't remember. Since on crackle. Tubi, maybe Crackle, maybe one of them. Um, but it was it was fine. It was a fine comedy. Adam Scott, like I'll watch him in anything. He's usually pretty solid. Yeah, he's great. It's got your girl um, Ramona Flowers in it. Oh Ooh. yeah, she is in it. Mary Elizabeth Winstead, I love her. Yeah, she's in it. Uh, watched half of Lake Placid, the second half. That movie's a blast. <laughs> that movie is fun. the second half where the where it jumps out of the water and eats the helicopter. Uh, yeah. Yeah, what's his name? Oliver Platt's like swimming to swim with the alligator because it's uh, he finds it spiritual, <laughs> and then he gets back to the he gets back and uh, I think it's Bill Bill Pullman or Brendan Gleeson's like still think it's spiritual. He's like, no, 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 this is the <laughs> that, stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. That movie is fucking ridiculous. I love that. Like, yeah, it's, it's a, great. It's, it's a, a blast. It's so I haven't seen stupid. that movie in a long time. It's, it's so, so dumb, dumb, but it's fun as hell. Yeah, and like the CGI for the alligator looks really good. It's like still, like that movie probably came out twenty years ago. It looks, it looks better. It looks, looks better than oh Jesus Christ! So twenty-one years ago, better CGI than the Mummy Returns. Isn't that wild? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the low water mark. Yeah, that's <laughs> the. <laughs> that's, <laughs> what's the opposite of a water mark? What's like the lowest mark? <laughs> oh, like a. Like the bottom of like a sewage tank, the rat shit mark. 
Um, Why are we marking this rat shit down? <laughs> so we watched the movie last night. That is, uh, it was. On, I think it was on Tubi. Yeah, Hell on yeah, Tubi. Tubi. And like, it's a really interesting, like, deep look at like female sexualization and like it dives into like sex work a little bit and stuff okay it's called space babes from outer space <laughs> what a misleading title <laughs> oh no it's a, it's like the stupidest fucking thing i've ever seen but uh, it is hilarious <laughs> these three women from another planet are getting chased by an alien race that hates them called the scrotes <laughs> it sounds like chase- a trauma movie Oh, it, it it basically basically was. Is there nudity? They, oh, oh my god! If, <laughs> if, if, if we rated this movie, it would get based like on, based on it, it literally would be over twenty. <laughs> and that's individual from it came out for twenty. It came out in twenty seventeen. Yeah, it What's is it space baby from, outer, from space. outer space. You guys gotta watch it. Like, it's really funny. Like, it's stupid funny, but it knows how fucking dumb it is, and it really leans into it. It's on Voodoo. He said it's on Tubi, so you can watch well, it Voodoo. Maybe it was Voodoo. It, oh, it, was Voodoo. Free with, it was free with ads. Oh, I didn't know Voodoo even had free movies. I thought it was all rental-based. <laughs> um, but man, it's, it's fucking... It's something else. The scrotums? Like, like actual scrotums? The space uh, really. babes, the oh. space babes from outer outer space aren't bad looking. They go to work like they they <laughs> their spaceship runs on some kind of energy that they they don't know <laughs> what don't kind know. of energy it is. <laughs> they crash land in a in like a barn, and this kid was about to like finger his own asshole. Of course, of course. <laughs> so they get out of the space pod and they see the kid. Like kid, he's like in his twenties, I guess. But he immediately gets aroused, and their little bracelets go off, saying, "Oh, that's the kind of energy that we need." Turns out they needed sexual energy to power their spaceship. <laughs> and does their spaceship? I'm looking at this. A picture. Is their spaceship look like a tit? Yep. Hell yeah! All right, I got like you guys. You guys like Did like I write no, this? like like we we say a lot. Like you guys got to watch this. Like. I'm gonna watch this shit tomorrow. Need like you literally need to watch. It's so fucking funny. Why does I don't know why that plot reminded me of. You remember that episode of Aqua Teen where the dick aliens came? We need more dicks. We need more dick fuel for our dick plane to get back to our dick planet. And they kind of like that. They set up a prize where, like, you got your dick ripped off or something. Yeah. And they had, like, they had, like, fucking giant meat hooks hooked to the back of a truck, and they just tear your dick off. Yeah, did they rip Carl's dick off? They were gonna, because that's what he, that's the prize he won. The prize was getting your dick ripped off. And remember, the aliens literally just look like dicks. <laughs> oh, Aqua Team rules. Available on um, HBO Max. All seasons of Aqua Team are on HBO Max. Amazon. You guys... Gotta check out Space Babes from Outer Space. I'm gonna watch that shit like, fucking you have, tomorrow, dude. You have tight like hour twenty one. If you guys don't both love it, I will be absolutely shocked. I'm it's gonna so I, fucking funny and dumb and like I know I'm gonna love it. How do I share um, a file? I didn't know I had to do this before. It doesn't matter. Never mind. Uh that is it except for the tabled movie with TJ. Table so, TJ. Oh, shit. I only watched two things, and one is the aforementioned Tabled movie. 
Uh, I watched a movie called The Burrowers, which is a hard word to say, which makes it a bad title. Um, this movie sucks. I had a hard time finishing it. Uh, I watched it on Freezos from Bezos. I watched it on Prime. It's, um, you know, I think the idea of horror in the Old West is a wonderful concept. Um, there's a comic book that I read called Dead Irons, which is like, it's like the Old West meets like H.P. Lovecraft, and it's so fucking good. And I think that comic, I read that comic years ago. The comic came out in like 2000s. I think that comic ruined me for movies because every time I'm like, uh, you know, a horror movie set in the Old West is going to be good. But like Bone Tomahawk sucks. This sucks. Like, it's all bad. And uh, I, this movie, The Burrowers, is just this boring, bog standard, like, fucking Old West movie where they. I think I've seen that, actually. It's got Looney Bin Jim in it. He's one of the bad guys. He's like this shitty cavalry officer. And then a bunch of other. Uh, oh, what was the guy that was the bad guy in Pet Cemetery? Clancy Brown? Is that his name? The big, big, tall, like, yeah. he's in it. Um, and it's stupid. It's just not very good. Like, basically, the, what the plot of the movie is, is that this family gets taken and then they think it's Indians. And then they find out that. It's not Indians. It's these things called the burrowers that are monsters that have been in America before the Native Americans. Like they've been here for thousands and thousands and thousands of years, and they used to eat the buffalo. That's what they used to satiate themselves on. But since the white man killed all the buffalo, now the burrowers come back and eat people, and it's boring as shit. Like it's just nothing. Like it's just there's just it's it's a big nothing burger of a movie. Like it's just boring. It's shot boring. There's nothing like dramatic or there's nothing that like grabs your attention about the plot or the actors or the characters. The monster design is really bland. It's just not very good. The movie poster's not terrible though. It's maybe the only good thing about the movie. I really didn't like it. I was, I don't know. I was looking for something to watch last night. I just stumbled across that and I was like, all right, let's give it a try. Old West Horror. I swear no. I've seen that. You might have. It's been out for a while. It's been out since like 2011, I think. But it's not very good. I. It's funny. As soon as the Lionsgate logo came up, I was like, uh-oh. And I was, <laughs> I was right. Uh, the other movie I watched was a movie I watched with Alec was Fox. Uh, what's their new name now? It's just it was Fox. just like 20th Century Studios. Yeah, 20th Century Studios is The New Mutants. And hot take, it's not bad. It's, it's better, not bad. It's better than X Men Apocalypse, and it's better than uh, X Men, whatever the fuck the one after oh, that was. Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Uh, Everything's the, better than Dark Phoenix. The movie is kind of a stitched together mess, and it feels like a stitched together mess, but it's entertaining and it's fast. Like it's over before you know it. What were all the production trials and tribulations that went through? You don't. We don't have enough time on the show to go it through. It went through like. I was reading a little bit about it. I went through a del- the first delay was because they didn't want it to be out at the same time as Deadpool or Deadpool Two. Smart move. So they pushed it. Then they didn't want it to be out at the same time as Dark Phoenix, so they pushed it again. And then some at some point during all that, they decided they wanted to like do reshoots and change the plot. 
and like it just yeah originally it turned into a fucking disaster. Originally, the movie was supposed to be like a horror movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't test very well. So they reshot it. They added a new character, which I suspect is Sunspot, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I, I was looking back and like the dates they announced all the uh, all like the casting stuff was all before production. So I don't know who the new character would have been. Uh, Unless I don't they know. Say new character. They're talking about like Demon Bear. That or maybe maybe the Mister Sinister thing. I don't know. Not really. maybe or maybe the Smileys. Like I don't know. I don't know. It's um, a weird thing to try to shoehorn in when like people don't even know who they are. Well, they. Re- I mean, they did reshoot like a ton. They spent yeah. a lot of money on reshoots. So, but anyway, the general idea is that the original version of the movie didn't test very well. So they reshot it. They recut it. They rewrote it. And then again, it was delayed for years. I mean, what like five years did delayed like. Yeah, um, it was to, it, like it, a production, like as far as like a script being written and stuff like that, was like 2015. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, think about it. It was supposed to come out the same time as Deadpool two. Deadpool two has been out forever. Like, uh, and like yeah, and this movie was like ready to come out with Deadpool two. It's not like yeah something happened. Like, so this movie should have come out three years ago. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, but the movie's really even with all its problems. It's not that bad, and the character, if anything, like, it's, for for me, I thought it was frustrating, because I liked the characters, like, I really liked Magic a lot, uh, played by Anya Taylor-Joy, I thought she was really good. She was, like, I thought they were all pretty, yeah, yeah, they they were were all pretty good. good. But, like, the movie around them isn't very good, but it, like, there's elements of the movie, like, when the movie gets to the horror stuff, it's kind of interesting. Like, it's, it, like, I, I really hope, and I, I, we probably never will, I want to see that original cut because like the stuff they hint at that is like horror based is the most interesting part of the movie, but you can tell it's just like, it's just slightly in there, but overall, I don't know. I I didn't, I didn't walk away hating it. Uh, Alec, what'd you think about it? I thought it was good. Like I enjoyed it. And like, I know, I know it got like trashed, I guess when it came out and people saw it. And then, like when you said you liked it today or yesterday or whatever on Facebook, I saw some of your, yeah, nobody believed me. Some of your troglodyte friends like still trashing it, like. But I don't think any of them. I don't think any of them have seen it. Most people well, that one, were like, one guy did. He's like, it was meh. Like, if you think this is meh, like, what do you think of Dark Phoenix? Well, yeah, Dark Phoenix is absolutely horrendous. But no, I like. I liked it. I really wish like that it could have gotten a fair shake and gotten. Because like there was like I guess plans like orig- initially plans for a trilogy. Like it was gonna be this this one. This they said the second one was gonna be something with like an alien invasion. And the third one I forget what the third one was. Inferno, maybe. Oh, that makes sense, yeah. Um but yeah, all all the actors are really good. Um, they're I don't know, some of them are kinda young, but they're not super young. Yeah. Uh I'm, I'm and disappointed like they all, we won't they, get to see any of them again, you know. Yeah. At least not in uh, those actors and those characters. Like we might see those characters again in the future, but we won't see those actors playing those characters. Very doubtful. Yeah, that's anyway. doubtful. But overall, but, it, was, it was pretty good. Yeah, I would recommend it. Like if you like the X Men movies and stuff, and like it, it doesn't really tie in too much, but it has enough little like nods and Easter eggs that you're interested in it. That like yeah. keep was you it, there. Was it a decent horror movie? No. They took out most of the horror elements. That's the thing. Like they didn't, 
they 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 took out they gutted it and turned it basically into like a regular X-Men movie. There's little yeah. things in it that are kind of creepy, but like you can tell that's just it. They just stopped. Like I that's what I'm saying. Like I think that the I'd love to know what the original version was like that kind of t- cuz I I you know, it's not I mean it's a spoiler I guess, but like the movie ends in a big fight like every other fucking superhero movie and I bet you I'd be willing to bet that the original version probably didn't. You know what I mean? I bet you the, the original version played out a lot differently. Um, this movie is very, like, formulaic. But the thing is, is that, you know, again, we've all seen these X-Men movies for years now. So if you like the formula and the characters are cool, and again, the movie doesn't overstay its welcome. I don't know. Yeah, it was, only, it was only an hour and a half. Yeah. It's and, the first short comic book movie since... Yeah. Iron Man, and that wasn't even short. Yeah, it's like, short. No MCU movies are under two hours. No X Men movies are under two hours. Yeah, and it's simple. Like the the premise is really simple. Like basically, uh, what Danny Moonstar wakes up in this school that are like hospital, really not really a school, with all these other misfit mutants, and they don't know why they're there. And then they, you, it's like a mystery. You got to figure out why they're there. And who they are, and it's it's a very easy setup. And again, like it's just I don't know. It's it's a very simple. It's a very A to B kind of movie. But it was I don't know. I found it entertaining. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I I definitely didn't agree with people. Like when it came out in the theaters a few months ago, people are like shitting on it. But I I again, as someone that's seen like every X-Men movie, this isn't even close to like the worst. I mean, I would sit down and watch this over dark Phoenix any day of the week. Yeah. People just want to be like, they want to be the first ones to shit on something that people are expecting to be bad. Well, yeah. And I mean, again, like this movie has everything in the world working against it. A hundred reshoots and rewrites and like it's, but it should be a lot worse than it is. And uh, there is times that Alec and I laugh. There's one scene in particular where like one character just disappears and it's like, yeah. uh, where did he go? Like he'd probably be helpful in this scenario. That's also why I think he's the character that got added. Cause it's like, it seems so weird that he just doesn't, he's just not there at all. It's like, okay. I'm, and then uh, they do end up cutting to him, but it's like, Oh, like, I don't know. It's a little, it's a little much. Originally, but overall, originally the, the, uh, the doctor character, uh, Celia Reyes was uh, supposed to be Rosario Dawson, huh? But then she dropped out for some reason. She had to help Cory Booker win the presidency. Yeah, <laughs> she had she had to play her most important role as a beard. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's all I watched. Gogs. Uh, I watched one thing. One thing. I watched uh, my favorite. Uh, aliens. No, my favorite uh, Death Wish movie. Death Wish Death three. Death Wish three. That's right. That's the right answer. Which is bananas. It's insane. That movie is like, like from the moment you see the Canon logo until the credits roll. That movie is just insane, and the the lack of range that um. Charles Bronson shows in that movie is just like 
it, like you could do like a master's like class on it. Like it's unbelievable. Like anyone he gets even remotely, most people he gets introduced to either get raped or murdered. And he's like, hey. Well, yeah, and they're also like the the Death Wish three is like what Republicans like think like Antifa is like. It's just like the city is like a war zone. Yeah, the city is a legit <laughs> war zone. Like it's a legit war zone. Oh yeah, and like people are just getting killed and just raped, and their houses are being broken into because their guns are being taken away by the police. And then uh, Paul Kersey shows up to save the day. And he has a, a a hunting rifle caliber handgun brought to him. It just it's just he's got a green light from the police to have just extrajudicial killings left, right, and center. And then the, the jock dumbass bad guy from Superman three is the leader of the evil gang. Um it's awesome. Like he just literally at one point he kills he he finishes off the main bad guy with a law rocket launcher. Isn't the, in bad, the bad guy is uh what's his name? Alex Winter. Well, wait, what? No. Isn't, isn't it Ted from Bill and Ted? No, it's 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 what what's the bad guy from fucking um He's in he's in Death Wish Three though, isn't he? I don't Alex, think I don't I'm think sure. Alex Winters. Oh Alex Winters, he's one of just the punks. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 yeah. No, the, whoever whoever played Flash in Superman three, who ends up becoming the security guard. I know who you're talking about. He's he's also um he's in uh he's in Willow. He's the guy who doesn't let uh Val Kilmer out of the cage. Yeah, Val Kilmer. But anyway, uh yeah, Death Wish three is just bananas. I I do have I do have love for the later Death Wish movies where Charles Bronson can't even like walk anymore, and like he does a lot of that Steven Seagal stuff where he's like stationary in most scenes. Death Wish movies beyond Death Wish three. There's four, remakes? There's, four, there's four and five, aren't there? Oh my god! Like I've seen Death Wish, like I've seen Death Wish one and two. Here's the thing: the first Death Wish I ever saw was Death Wish three. There's Death Wish, Death Wish four. Okay, and then hold on, Death Wish four is available on uh, Prime, by the way. There is Death Wish five, so it goes up to five. The first one I ever saw was Death Wish 3. And Death, then went, Wish, Death Wish 5 is called Face... Hold on, hold on. The Face of Death. I love that. Well, I, I went back and I watched Death Wish 1 and 2, and I'm like, these are nothing like Death Wish... Like, they just... Death Wish 1, they tried to make it, like, serious. And they kept trying to keep it serious, I guess, with Death Wish 2, and then Death Wish 3, they're just like, nah, we're just gonna go... Oh, it's bonkers. It's like pure canon bullshit. It's amazing. I love I it. Love it. Death Wish three all day. Best I kind of like. I think Death Wish one is a pretty decent movie. Death Wish one is a good movie. Like it's oh, like you can get a Blu-ray with it's the it's the Canon Classics collection with Death Wish four and five. It's I, a really, I really awesome cover too. So like, I watched Death Wish three. There's the first one I watch, and then I go back and I watch Death Wish one. I'm like, he's in. I find out that John or Paul Kersey's a fucking architect. I was like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing about it in 3. 3 just shows up and he shows up at his buddy's house that he met in Korea and his buddy was just been killed by punks. And then it just goes from there. It's just revenge, revenge, revenge. Did you ever see the, the Eli Roth, Bruce Willis remake? No, I heard it was by... It wasn't very good. Was It, it kind of forgets the... It, it forgets the whole point that, like, 
Charles Bronson wasn't like a big tough guy. Oh, like, so like well, it's just he forgets that he wasn't a big tough guy. What's that? By Death Wish Three, he is a fucking tough guy. Death well, I know, I know that, but like this is the remake of the first one, right? And Bruce Willis is like a badass, like he always is, and it's just like, yeah, it's all those old times. Like, now I need, I'm going to go back and watch the mechanic, like the original mechanic, not the not the, the Jason Statham. Statham. Yeah. yeah, yeah, not that one. Jason Statham's. Jason Statham's. <laughs> mm, yum. But yeah, that's all I watched was just Death Wish Three. Sweet. And uh, it's Kiss Bang Bang. All right. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, Goggs, it's your birthday. You tell us what happened in this movie. So um, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang movie opens, and you are introduced to uh, to Iron Man's character. I can't think of his name now. Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> Just and he's doing, And he's doing like – he's breaking the fourth wall like crazy, which but I don't hate it in this movie. Well, the movie is like a neo noir, so it works. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah. The voiceover narration stuff is a big no no in screenwriting, but it was a staple in noir movies. And this movie is like it's a literally letter to Chinatown. Well, and shit well the like plot that. of the movie revolves around pulp noir novels, so which like, I also love. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's definitely a choice. Like, it's not like he's. It's not like Shane Black being hacky by making him do that. Like, they, no, it's, it's like an old deliberate thing that he's doing. So you meet you meet uh, and, and to, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s character, and he's like at a party, and he's talking about how he ended up here, and you find out that he was like a he's, a, he's doing break-ins on a toy store, and he's running away, and one and he's running from the cops because his buddy just got shot, and he happens to walk into an audition in New York City where the part just basically mirrored the situation he just went in through. So I can never think of the actor's name. Who's playing the casting director? That guy is like always kind of a scumbag. Um, He's in all the Christopher Guest movies too. Yeah. Uh, Larry. Larry. Oh, Larry Miller. Larry Larry Miller. Miller. Thank you. So, so Larry Miller's like, this guy's great. They sent him out to Hollywood. He goes out to Hollywood. He goes to a party and he stops Michelle Monaghan from getting like sexually assaulted, but he doesn't really because he gets the shit kicked out of him. You get to meet. Uh, get apparently, to meet. that was like her, the guy that took her to that party too. Apparently, oh, because she leaves with him. Well, she she took him to that party. No, she definitely he didn't take her to that party. He left. She left with them from that party because she yeah. got. Oh, okay. She gets invited because they see that news clip, and Larry Miller's like invite her to something. Yeah. So but- you get um, you you find out that the guy who brought uh, Larry Miller once uh. Once I keep wanting to call him Tony Stark, goddamn it, Robert Downey Jr. to learn about learn how to be a detective. So he's like, follow this guy around. And you get introduced to Val Kilmer's character, Gay Perry, which is is that a play on Gay Perry? Mm-hmm. So he it has to be like, so, <laughs> right? so he's like, listen, you follow me around. I'll teach you how to be a private eye. That way you can you know little little method acting. Yeah, and Gay Perry is like he's like a private eye, but he's also like a fixer, like the way he's a Hollywood connected fixer guy. Yeah, and that's Val Kilmer, right? And they're they're meeting. They met at Corbin Burnson's party. Yeah, and he runs into the Michelle Monaghan character. He tries to save her, whatever. He gets the shit kicked out of him, and he finds her Gay Gay Perry. That's like she works at this club. Maybe go find her there. He goes runs into her. And you realize that this is his. Oh, I'm sorry. The movie opens with two children doing a magic trick with a chainsaw, uh, and then 
when they meet up at the bar, you find out that Michelle Monaghan and Robert Downey Jr. were actually friends from Indiana back in the day. Yeah, and you know who played um, who played young Michelle Moynihan in that scene? No, a very young Ariel Winter. No kidding. Yeah, I only Not noticed that. I noticed that in the credits while it was running. <laughs> so, um, so they kind of reconnect, and she tells her story. And basically, she got it. She's been trying to. She left her abusive family in Indiana, came out here to Hollywood, trying to make it big. She did one beer commercial or something, and it she is like hilarious. The it is hilarious. hilarious. I'm like, just a bear. The two like I suck the heads off fish. I suck the heads off. Fish. The two like fake like movie things in this movie, like the fake commercial and the fake uh, TV show Protocop, fucking hilarious. Like both of them are very good. So then he hooks up with her. She finds out her story. She gets basically this Protocop guy breaks into her house. She startles him. He falls off a balcony. Like breaks his back. She gets interviewed. People are like, oh, she's hot. Invited to a party. And she's always been obsessed with this pulp novel called what's the, it's um I can't think of the character's name. Uh, now I forgot it too. Uh, whatever anyway. the guy's name is, it's like, like a Mike Hammer or Mickey. Yeah, Stoll like Sterling Devoid or whatever the fuck his name is. So she's like this whole movie, like TJ said, revolves around like basically paralleling one of the plots of one of these uh, one of these pulp novels. Mm-hmm. So then Robert Downey Jr. goes out with Gay Perry and they witness well they, they don't know what they're witnessing. They're paid to go take some pictures of a house and a building. Some guy drives away suspiciously in a car. They follow him. Car launches off a cliff, flies into a lake, they get out, they they dive in, they try and see what's going on. Uh they shoot the lock off the trunk of the car and they find a dead body in there. Now they pull the body out, but because Perry shot the trunk there's a bullet also in the woman's head. So like, shit, we can't call the cops. They just leave and they dip. But there's two people on the hill that they witness. The, the, the people that had done this set them up or what they, they were trying to dispose this body, see them. And then without getting into the rest of it, because I don't want to ruin it for people. There's also a lot. There is a lot of moving parts in this. There's plot. a ton of moving parts. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing becomes this big interwoven. <laughs> this um, movie is kind of impossible to recap. Like you did. It, it really is. It's like. But it's really. It's, it turns into a really good noir mystery with a lot of interconnecting woven parts. And I'm going to say this at the end, it buttons it up real clean. Like Shane Black wrote a, a convoluted, but focused tight, like almost like a Seinfeld episode where all the shit's going everywhere. And then it finally all like coalesces right at the end. Yeah. I, I, I was, I remembered like the, a few weeks ago, I talked about a movie that's on Netflix now called the devil all the time. And that movie, I thought, did a really poor job of what this movie does well. Like, that movie took a lot of disparate plot threads, and the way that they set it up, you you as a viewer knew what was going to happen by how they showed the sequence of events, and you're like, well, this character's going to run into this character now, and sure enough, that's what happened. With this movie, it's all over the place, and then, like, I'm I'm genuinely guessing right up until the very end, and then there's even a plot twist, like, in the epilogue, well, not right before the epilogue. Yeah, because I remember and, watching, yeah, like, the whole bit with the sister thing. My mom would hate this movie, because this is a, as, <laughs> as my mom would say, this is a movie that you, quote, have to pay attention to, because if you yeah. don't, you are going to miss something, and you're going to be confused, because... The other thing about this movie is that these twists and turns are at like a breakneck pace. Like there is 
this movie like does not slow down. I feel it like does, it doesn't hold your hand. It like no. you got to be stick. You got to stick. It's with not it. like it's not like uh, you know. Usually when we say like a movie doesn't hold your hand, it's like it's like artsy or like kind of uh, right. It's not ambiguous. Like, it's not ambiguous. No, it's, it's not. very fast. Like it's, it's very like you need yeah, to unlike, pay but unlike other movies where like they repeat like like the next scene they showed you what happened in the first forty five minutes like all the time. No, no, no not, it's just wanna, like. Here's this. Here's why characters kind of go off on tangents, but explain their position. It all makes sense. You're like, okay, great. Um, you are. I mean, I I don't want to give the plot away because I love. I do. I love this movie, and it's like right same vein with Chinatown, with L.A. Confidential, like any of those, any of those like Hollywood L.A. noir movies that are like they're just yeah, I agree. So much fun. Shane Black really likes the two hander, right? I mean, you think about. You think about uh, Lethal Weapon. You think about the the good guys. Like he's really good at those two two buddies, right? Like right. the the dynamic between uh, Val Kilmer and Robert Downey, or yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is so good in this movie. Like the yeah. every scene they're in is so entertaining because they bounce it off each other so well. Dude, that's a great point because and they're like, and I guess I never I never thought of this before until you just mentioned it, but like he picked the the you're dealing with people that are. Motivated, driven, whatever, act completely for completely different reasons, and they're brought together under these circumstances, and it kind of works like Lethal Weapon, the good guy or the nice guys. This, like, there's no reason these people shouldn't be working together, and they actively most of the time are trying not to, but they just keep finding themselves put together. And their chemistry, I don't know if it's just he picks good actors or if it's the way it's written or a little bit of both, but it's like all three of those examples, the chemistry between those two people is always just. Top notch, Murtaugh and Riggs, fucking Baby Goose and Gladiator, and then uh, Tony Stark and Mad Mardigan. Top yeah. notch. <laughs> also, uh, we gave. Uh, well, anyway, Alec, what do you think? I, I feel like I haven't shut up since we got done our summer, our Gog's Nopsis. Yeah, like this movie's really good. This movie's a lot of fun. I've seen it before. I saw it one uh, once years ago, maybe back at the old house. I'm not. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, I think that was the first time I watched it. It's really fun, and everybody everybody in it's really, really good. Um, like even like the hitmen who have like two scenes and they barely say anything. Like (laughs) the two scenes they're in, like they're both really like engaging. Two actors like I've never seen before. That one actor you have, the white hitman. You know who he played? He played uh soap. In Punisher Warzone, I was like looking at him. I was like, I know oh, that yeah. guy. Yeah, he played soap <laughs> in Warzone. He looks a lot bigger in this. I guess Ray yeah. Stevenson made him look small, <laughs> right? Because that guy's a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was so. It's funny you mentioned him because I was like, I was. I thought for a second he was the guy from the League. You remember the guy that faked that he was at nine eleven? I can't remember his real name. But. <laughs> Uh, I just remember that he faked that he was a 9-11, which is like the funniest thing I've ever heard. But um, yeah, no, I totally those the first scene with those hitmen are great because they're like trying to be like movie cool and they can't get their like banter down. And that's oh, yeah, they're 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 ta- they're like <laughs> arguing semantics about yeah. some like old, old <laughs> reference. Yeah. About, like mustard. Yeah. yeah. It, it's so funny. And like that sounds like it'd be hard to write. Or it is hard to write. It sounds like because in the wrong hands, that scene is like super corny. 
But like it comes off so natural the way that Shane Black writes. Like it's so funny. There's a great there's a great little Shane Black line, or it's a it's really a runner, where Bridget Monahan um she corrects him. What I say who's Michelle Monahan, not Bridget. Is there a Bridget Monahan? There is, but it's not her. Oh. Are they related? I don't know. Uh, anyway, Michelle Monaghan, uh, she corrects Robert Downey Jr. about, I forget the word. It was like sleepy or sleeping. Yes. yeah. And, yeah, and then he tries. Oh, yeah, he's like, I slept badly. And badly. then Robert Downey Jr. tries to like throw that at Gay Perry. And he's like, that's a fucking adverb. Who taught you grammar? <laughs> it was amazing. Dude, can we talk for a minute? Because I know it's his month. Can we talk for a minute about, I, I said in the text, I stand by the statement. This is this is Val Kilmer's second best role after Doc Holliday. Like Gabe Perry is so great. It's fantastic. He's so good in this movie. Like he's there's like this sternness to him that's really cool. And like he's snappy when he needs to be, but he's not like it's not it's not like a over the top performance at the same time. Like it's very subdued. Also, yeah, he, lets, like, he lets Robert Downey Jr. do be like the quick. Yeah. Quick, like, quippy guy. I was also legitimately upset when I thought he died in the movie. Like, I yeah. was, and then he doesn't die, which is kind of stupid, but they do, they do, like, kind of wink and nod. They at wink that. and say it's a Hollywood ending. And then they bring everybody in or whatever. They bring in, yeah. like, Abe Lincoln. The whole cast shit. shows up again in the. Yeah, in why don't the, you just, why don't the just bring them all back? Bring them all back. <laughs> it's good. Uh, yeah, he's so he's so good. And it's he's so well written, and he plays it so well. Like, yeah, there's so, there's so many movies that there's a handful of movies, and we've seen them where Val Kilmer's like he phoned it in for that thing we watched last week. Oh my god, it was well, and and, and I guess he's not a great, he's not a great Batman. Found out that there was a third. Oh my god, I can't Val Kilmer. I can't movie? get my head around the idea that there's three Val Kilmer Fifty Cent movies out there. Yeah, it's like they must like like working together or something. Yeah, that or like yeah, or they have each other's number in their cell phones. Like, Val, Val Kilmer has like a, a hold over Fifty Cent, where Fifty Cent thinks he's getting him for like a deal. He's <laughs> right. really like he's really like fleecing him. <laughs> but yeah, like Val Kilmer is just so he's so good in this movie. Like yeah, the part, the part where it's like <laughs> the part where I, Sean mentioned in the chat, but like or the text. About oh you're gay Perry like that nickname's like actually I'm knee deep in pussy but I like the name so much I decided to keep it I'm like yeah it's so funny oh he's like, and the part where like I'm not gonna say why but totally uh Tony Stark God damn it Robert Downey Jr is like crying on the side of his car is like hey buddy I gotta go oh that's the best go. <laughs> like head off and drives away or or like when they're in that like before that scene. They get out of it's after they get out of the water. He's like, "Can you give me a t-? like Robert Downey Jr.?" Hold on. <sighs> and he's gone. I don't know if he meant to do that, but no, nope, he just left altogether. He's gone. We will just uh, we will prattle on. Yeah, let's vamp for a minute. So uh, the wrong no, he's back. Never mind. Thank God. <laughs> uh, no, I, uh, sorry about that. I know that scene where I was going to say. They, they just got out of the water, right? And Robert Downey Jr. like, can you give me a towel? This is wet. And he's like, no. He's like, you can't. He's like, stop dripping. And Val Kilmer, he's like, give me the towel that you used for your shoe. No. <laughs> That's not for you. Val Kilmer is so annoyed with Robert Downey Jr. in this movie. It's amazing. Yeah. 
like, and it, like begrudgingly, like kind of like warms to him. It's like he's dealing with like a lost puppy. It's, it's very, it's very similar to the relationship between Baby Goose and uh, Russell Crowe in The Good Guys. Like those, these. I was thinking a lot about that movie while I was watching this. Those two yeah. movies are very similar, but and in Robert a good Jr. way. And Robbie Jr. is killing it in this movie. He's so good in this movie. Uh, um, what does what that? Something. My my Google assistant. Um, wow. But everyone's good in this movie. Even Michelle Monaghan's really good in this movie. I thought she 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 does a great job. Like she shows a huge depth of range. Her character's like fun and clever, and it's just and she she takes her gear off. She does, which is which is always nice. Her and Robert uh, Downey Jr. have really good chemistry. I thought. Yeah. But yeah. I'm- I've never found her to be uh, as bad as Sean says she is. I liked her in Source Code. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was good. Yeah. I like. I've never. I don't understand that. I'm not. I'm not sure where that. I comes feel from. like I've only. Well, I guess I've seen her in a few. Th- yeah. I mean, she's in the first season of True Detective. She didn't really have a whole lot to do in that. Uh, she played Woody Harrelson's wife. Yeah, she's bang Matthew McConaughey. Well, she was cheating on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then I saw. And then she's in the Mission Impossible movies, but again, like she doesn't really have anything to do in those movies. Yeah, no, she's right. She's in the th- from the one. third the third one on, right? Yeah, yeah. The good yeah. from the the best one on towards towards the shit. <laughs> she's in. Uh, she was really bad in Pixels, but I mean, come on, who wasn't? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not her fault. Like yeah. nobody really had a good day on Pixels. Yeah. Gog said it the last time. I think he said it during Source Code. I, in this movie, I was get, like getting big uh, Emma Stone vibes from her. I definitely yeah. p- picked that up, but uh, I don't know. Do we want to get into five knuckle shuffles? I mean, it's really not. I mean, I can just sit here and like fucking yeah, throw this praise is, on this, this movie is, for like the next half hour. I, it's if you haven't seen Kiss, I feel like it. It did not do well. Let's talk about the financials. It did not do well. Good movies never do. <laughs> it made. It was like it was a ten million dollar budget. I think it made ten five. Yeah, but like, well, I mean, it made its money it back. It made its money back, but like this movie I feel like this kind of movie more. I feel like this kind of movie is a hard movie. This is, you know, it's it's funny, right? This is a great movie for now, right now. This is something that could come out on streaming and get big, like from word of mouth. But to get somebody to see this kind of movie in a theater is a tough sell because yeah. it's, not, it's not a big spectacle. It's I don't know why it's such a hard time saying spectacle. It's not a big budget. It's not like a, a like this is the kind of movie that you can watch at your house and you're not really missing anything. There's nothing no. about the theater experience. You know what I mean? Actually, I think it's preferable to watch it at your house so you can sit there and pay attention and like yeah, you can think about it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I can see where this would be a tough sell to get people to go into the theater. And the, so. the other, I guess, the other problem, if you can call it a problem, with it is. You know, your cast, right? Robert Downey Jr. hasn't had his resurgence yet. This right? is pre, yeah, pre Iron Man. It's pre Iron Man. So, your biggest name in this movie is Val Kilmer. Yeah. And Val Kilmer is, you know, he's, he's really not he's the last few, thing he he's, did. He's a few years away from Gun. Right. He's, this is the year after, <laughs> this is two years after Wonderland, which you hated. Oh, it's so bad. Um, this is like, this is a few, this is, Five years after Red Planet, like these—he's not exactly in his heyday. Didn't and even 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 in his no, we watched uh, the John Carpenter version. Oh, that's right, that's right. We came um, close to watching it. Ghosts of we, Mars, you mean? 
Yeah. yeah. Even in his heyday, though, was Val Kilmer like a, a huge draw? Like, I feel like yeah. the, I feel like the Saint, like that. I think the Saint was his like his high water mark. Because he from, was like, kind of a draw. Well, the Saint, the, the Batman Forever. I mean, that was a big role back then. Yeah, I guess well, that's true. I forgot. About I like Batman. the so the Doors. Was, I think that was a hit, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So like, there was Tombstone. There was then Batman Forever, then Heat, then the Island. Of, so from so Tombstone was ninety three. Batman Forever, 95. Heat, 95. Island of Dr. Moreau, 96. Ghost in the Darkness, which I liked, 96. Um, oh, and yeah, I, like, I like Ghost in the Darkness. Saint, 97. Like, he was he was banging out, like, big movies every year, every other year. Yeah. And then he sort of fell off. When was The Doors? The Doors was... When was The Doors? That was, before... was like 93, wasn't it? The Doors was before um, Tombstone. Yeah, Doors was 91. That was two years before Tombstone. And it was uh, three years after Willow. So, oh, and then there was Real Genius in 85. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. It gets yeah. played a lot of like on like TNT and shit. I've never watched it. But yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's seen, he's fallen. He, I wish he could get a resurgence, but I don't think it's going to happen. He needs to lose a lot of weight first. He's very heavy these days. But, uh, this, but this movie, this is probably this is probably on the tail end of his high water mark, and it's it's outstanding. He's amazing in it. He's very very good. Again, he's helped by a very good script, a very good script, and great supporting cast, and a good director at that. And a good like, director, yeah. Shane Black is a good director on top of being a very good writer. Yeah, but like people, like a lesser actor could have fucked that up. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, I agree. All right, so, five knuckle shuffle time. Birthday boy, go. Six. Yeah. Four. Uh, two for two tits. No, uh, I think... Oh, there's more than two tits in this movie. Yeah, no, there is. Uh, it's probably a, it's probably a nine, but I'm going to give it a ten just because I love it so much. Like, it, like it's really... It's well-written. It's well-directed. The... the, the the performances, like we're saying, are top fucking notch. It's a tight story that you can follow that it's really hard to shoot holes through. And and it's, you know, it's it's it moves at a pace. And you're like, you're invested in it. And you give a shit. You give a shit about all the characters. It's also not very long. It's, it's not. like an hour and 45 minutes, I think. Yeah, but it's a fast hour 45. And you, like, you're with Robert Jr. the whole time. You give a shit about him. And Val Kilmer has... I'd say he has more to do in this to do in this movie than he had to do in Tombstone. Um, yeah, I, yeah, definitely. He's like you know Tombstone. He's kind of like a fun you know. It's, that's more Kurt Russell's movie. This is really like TJ's point. It's a two hander. Um, I love this movie. I absolutely fucking adore it. So it's rose colored glasses, but it's a ten for me. Uh, Alec, um, I'm gonna give it an eight. Like I really liked it. I really liked it. It wasn't uh, perfect by any means, but I liked it a lot. I I enjoyed the performances. Uh, it's written really well. Uh, Val Kilmer is uh, Val Kilmer steals the steals the show from quippy Robert Downey Jr. Um, actually, you know what? It's going to be a nine. It's going to oh. get another an extra point because oh. oh. this movie this movie has Shannon Sassaman in it. That's right. She's the she's the pink haired girl. Love when I was younger. That was her. Yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. She looked great. From uh, 
a knight's tail. A knight's I had tail. no idea that was her. I had no idea. That it's so, scene. It's so sad when she dies. That scene is tough. Yeah. And Robert Downey Jr. is just standing, like staring at her as she's in that her like death tough. rattle. Yeah. That's a that's a that's a really well done scene. Yeah, and, and then he and then he just then he blows to, the guy away. And he has to that dude talking shit, and then he, the way that just the look on Robert Downey Jr.'s face as yeah. sort of just just, just to, 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 like he doesn't but, even like. But then he like instantly like breaks down after he does it, which is a so cool, good. cool so bit too. Good. And then and the like, dog, then the dog eats his finger for comic relief. And the way he gets to that scene is so well done. Like, yeah, top notch. Um, who's left? That would be me. Teagles. Cool. Teagles. Uh, it's a 10 for me, dog. I love this movie. I, I love, I'm already a sucker for any kind of noir, neo, neo noir, original noir, tech noir. I love all that shit. It's like me. You love Neo. (laughs) I do love love, Neo. You love Neo Geo. I I, I do love Neo Geo. You love, you love Neo pets. I, I not a fan of Neo. I don't even, what are, was that like a Tamagotchi? I think so. Uh, yeah, not a fan of those. Black noir. I do love Black Noir, both television version and comic book version. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I'm a sucker for these kind of movies. Like, I, 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 it's also some of my favorite comics. Like, uh, I love everything that, like, Ed Burbaker writes. Like, and he writes stuff like this. I mean, the movie's funny. It's clever. You love the characters. Um, I love all the set pieces. Like, I like the world of L.A. that Shane Black makes. Like, it's very cool. Like the, just like the the first scene where uh, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Michelle Moynihan meet, that bar just looks cool. Like I don't know, it, it's just you know, it's funny. We were talking um last week about, or was it last? No, two weeks ago about Tombstone. Or it's like this is guys. This is a movie for guys who like movies and they like their beer and their whiskey and they suck tits and they, they do all the cool guy shit. Huh. This is. This is like um, this is like yeah. Uh, I mean, like Tom, what's his name from Halloween Three? Just eating titty. Yeah, it's, I mean that's a guy thing to do. Suck on tits. I mean, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, this is like a movie the like, cool people like. Like this movie's just cool. Like all the characters are cool. Like the just, you know what I mean. I don't know how to. I feel like Sean brought up the cool factor for another movie, and I can't remember what it was. Maybe it was a showdown in Little Tokyo, but like these, it, it, the movie just feels cool. It's like just I don't dri- know, it's dripping cool, and it's not. It doesn't, but it doesn't feel the forced. drip. Yeah, the drip. Um, but uh, I and, like it. there's, I like all the little LA nods. Like, so what do you do? It's like, um, you know, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a private detective, and the girl's like, okay, I'm gonna see who else is here. It's like, oh, that's it. Yeah, okay, all right. It's just a very fake. Yeah. Well, I also LA. I I said earlier how I like all the fake movies and stuff tv there, there that scene when she's like i've done a little acting and it cuts to like this weird like b movie like monster like throwing her out a window like that shit's great and it's a cutaway it's a it's a bit that lasts for like two seconds but it's wonderful like i i don't know i i love this movie to death i love shane black it's been a, a well-tread uh a topic on this show, but Shane Black is great. I wish he made more movies. Here's, here's something we didn't touch on, and it, he's not in it much. But what he, when Corbin Burnson's in the movie, he's very good. He's good. He's. Very good. I wish. I wish he would have had a Roger Dorn night. Yes. 
adorned jer- baseball jersey on his wall. That would have been awesome. That would have been hilarious. If that was like an Easter egg, or if he had like an Indian's hat somewhere. Yeah. That would have been great. Because we all know how much I love Major League. I mean, that would have uh, been outstanding. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, I love this movie. It's fantastic. It was a pleasure to watch it. Like, I haven't watched it in a while, and I was like, why don't I own this after I watch this? I was like, I, I need to own this. Um, but it's great. I I can watch stuff like this every day. Like I said, uh, I, that this the kind of like crime stuff that just I can watch it all the time. So good though. Like they don't I, make those anymore. Like when's the last time they made something like this? Was it? I, I guess mean, it was the Nice Guys. I feel like the, the the niche for this kind of stuff has moved into television. Like Breaking Bad has got a lot of noir elements to it, which led into. Better Call Saul has a lot of noir elements. Apparently, that show Ozarks is very noiry. I haven't watched it. Um, I've heard it's very good, but I think that that's the thing. I think a lot of the, the storytelling has gone to TV. You know, like uh, maybe I I could be wrong, but anyway, was it inherent? Was it? I'm just googled like neo noir. Was inherent vice any good? Did anybody see that? <clears throat> I loved no. it. Did I did, it? Not, did not see it. I saw it. I, I love it. It's very divisive. It's very weird. I don't know if you would like it, guys. Okay, because it's, it's very it's it's it's, it's Paul ever, Thomas Anderson, which is like I'm I'm hit or miss with him. Uh, have you ever read any? What's that guy's name? Thomas Pinchon. You ever heard of him? No. He writes these very hard to yeah, understand uh, books. I've heard of Bronson Pinchot. Balky Bartakovich from the <laughs> Island of Meepos. <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, it's it's a cool movie, but it's it's like he. It's 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 based off a Thomas Pinchon book, and his books are very hard to understand. And the movie is kind of hard to understand, but overall, I, th- I thought it was enjoyable. It's got a very good performance by Josh Brolin. How's um, Joaquin Phoenix in it? He's I'm fantastic, sure he's outstanding. As always, he's the guy just brings the fucking lumber. Like he plays this detective that's like this burnout hippie, and his best friend—well, not his best friend, but one of his friends—is Josh Brolin, who's this like straight-laced like FBI man. That's kind of the movie. Like it's it's interesting. I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. I know. I think Sean still has my Blu-ray of it. Uh, uh, he got eminent domain now. That thing is in Florida. Yeah, no, actually, was nine tenths. Well, I think I think that that uh, it. I should have uh, paid my insur- my inherent vice uh, insurance on that because now it, it is going to be destroyed thanks to Sean. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, so who's left this month? Pick pick wise, is it Sean? No, I it's me. It's, it's you, Alec. Yeah. What did Sean or, pick? No, wait. As Sean, Sean picked, picked Tombstone. Tombstone. Oh, okay. And then I picked Gun. You picked God... Gun, and then Sean watched the wrong movie, and then <laughs> yeah. I picked this. So it's Alec. Do you know what you're yeah. picking out? Top Gun. Oh shit! Top Gun I can't from wait the top. To... I can't wait to watch Top Gun. I haven't watched Top Gun in fucking thirty years. I, I have not watch... watched Top Gun in a very long time. I can't yeah, wait to no, watch gonna... it. We're gonna have a, a bonus, a bonus week too. Shit. Uh, so we uh, should watch one of the other uh, Fifty Cent movies. Agreed. <laughs> I I'm think fine. we should watch. I'm fine with that. We should watch the one Sean watched. <laughs> no, we should watch the one that none of us have watched. We should watch. Obviously, yeah. What's it I called? Just ki- I was just kidding. What was it called, Alec? Uh, blood uh, in. Blood loss, blood out, something like that. <laughs> blood, blood stop, stop blood. Stop blood. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, I'm in. Great. Yeah, I can't remember something like that. It has Luke Goss. Who's Luke Goss? I don't know, but he's the 
he's got top billing than 50 Cent and Val Kilmer. Hell yeah. I wonder if they filmed like all three of those movies like at the same time. Probably. Like they were, Val Kilmer's like, look, you got me for like a week. Well, that's right. how, um, you know how Ubol always gets like one big name in his movies? That's like what he does. Like he waits for, he'll shoot somewhere where he knows a famous person is like in, like having a vacation. And he'll be like, hey, I, can I use you for like a day? That's how Ben Kingsley ended up in fucking Blood Rain. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's also got Vinnie Jones in it. I like Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones is in a lot of crap. And yeah. Alan McCord. Alan McCord is not a good actress. No. Not at Goss, all. What is this guy? He's been in a ton of garbage. So is Val Kilmer. Next. Yeah. yeah. All right, that. everybody. I think that's the show. Yep. Uh, that guys, about you, right. you have anything to promote? Uh, no, I'm good. Alec? No. I, I'm. You know what? Yeah. Gog. I'm promoting Gog's sending the show to TJ as soon as we're done. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I will send it as soon as it's compiled. I'm sorry. I still won't post it until like Wednesday, so it's not a big <laughs> deal. I, I really don't. It's not really that big of a deal. Uh, uh, anyway. But other than that, no. All right, buddies and people listening. See you later. Listener buddies. Uh-huh. What's the score of the Ravens game, Alex? Uh It's tied 7-7. Seven, seven, oh, five that's... minutes till half.